open. Touchdown. Touchdown for Jacksonville. Touchdown, Jacks! You're listening to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, guys, welcome to another edition of Down by the Bank, brought to you by the Blue Wire Network. This is Derek. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's JK3. Oh, man, we're coming off our New Orleans Thursday night trip. I know it's been a while uh, since that game was played. Um, you probably hear us here towards the end of the week before the Steelers game. But we're going to uh, go down memory lane, not just you know, maybe a minute about the game, but also about JK3's trip to New Orleans. You know he, you know, you know our guy here. He can't pass up a great road trip. Him, yeah. him and his buddies, man. They, they, they saw they saw the lights and they were like, "Hey, take us there, man." So, yeah, yeah tell us about it, man. No, man. Uh, New Orleans is a great town. I don't know if uh, if if anybody's ever gone there, but uh, you know, it's a it's a, it's an awesome town. It's very. Um, I think it was really cool, you know, to see the Superdome, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But you know, shout out to you know the Bolt City Brigade, um, you know, specifically uh, Cap. For you know all the legwork they have to do to put these things together, man. Um, so much know, work. It, I mean, literally, it's so much work to corral these people. Um, you know, to corral everybody coming in. You know, the logistics that behind it that go behind you know one of these away games. You know, they had T-shirts, they had koozies, they had all these kind of like you know kind of swag packs. You know, for people that are attending the game. You know, so that was really cool. Uh, I think on Wednesday night they did a uh, they had like a, a band that you know ushered us in through Bourbon Street. So we left um, uh, this bar in uh, Bourbon Street and just kind of really just marched down and just did this kind of, you know, this this Duval takeover, like this parade, man. And it was just insane to, you know, see all of the familiar faces from Twitter, uh, the familiar faces from some of the games and some of the, you know, the videos. But I think it was also really cool to meet like some to, to meet Jags fans because you know when you see them you know out and it's usually at a destination like you know New Orleans you know you kind of assume that people are just leaving Jacksonville to go out and like just go on one of these away trips or one of these you know lavish trips like that but I've met a couple of guys uh, from Rhode Island and really? they were yeah wow. and they were Jags fans and they and it's like man well, you know you ask them it's like why are you, why are you a Jag fan and it's like man you know coming up it fifth sixth grade you know we didn't really have a we didn't we didn't want to be the uh, well they talked about like how new england wasn't good back then so you know they weren't really trying to root for a team and the, you know the the jacks came along cool colorway you know this kind of thing like this and they kind of stuck with them and they've been you know the oddballs out ever since up there in rhode island so we kind of kicked it with them for a little bit but then also um met a guy from uh eras from flagstaff arizona who is uh, a Jags fan? We got the guys up in uh, Rhode Island. I didn't catch where they were from, uh, the town in Rhode Island. <clears throat> and then you know you got you know the the, the folks that are from uh, like you know Mississippi, Arkansas, those places like that that you know are Jags fans. And it little makes a little bit more sense with them kind of being within the South uh, to being a Jags fan that you know found a way. Their team came close to home. You know Duval. The trek is too far away to come to Jacksonville like every game. So they're taking the advantage of, you know, catching up with the Bold City Brigade and some of the folks there. Uh, and, and it was awesome, man. It was really good just to seeing all those uh, all those uh, guys and gals. But then I think the game, too, man, you know, we, we showed up, showed out. I was sitting, um, you know, uh, on the 50-yard line, and we had a, Saint, a couple Saints fans behind us. And they're like, yo, this is, 
this is pretty impressive for the Jags. We didn't think the Jags were going to show up like this on a Thursday night. And, you know, one, I think it attributes to the win streak that we're on right now. You know, those things are always making it a little bit easier to, to, to go and it makes the discretionary money spend a little easier when the team is winning, right? And then two, uh, you know, the play on the field has been uh, it's been tremendous. I mean, they're they're on a four game win streak right now. Um, You know, they've scored over 21 points in each of those four four games. The team has been exciting to watch. Um, You know, they've been exciting on both sides of the ball as well. Um, So there's a lot to be amped up about, you know, right now, you know, in Duval County, Florida. And, you know, I I think it's just one of the things that that winning, you know, we keep talking about how winning winning just cures all. And, you know, it's just right now we're just riding this momentum and this huge train, you know, down there. Um, And yeah, man, it was it was absolutely awesome. You know, you talk about winning, you talk about the expectation and you also see different types of body language within the team. They expect to win. They expect to perform. It's that type of positive culture that we've all talked about that, you know, Doug Peterson is bringing to the table. Uh, the, the, The continuity and fluidness, especially the offense has come along. I'm a layoff press a little bit, you know. He he's he's uh looks like he he he's he's progressing as a play caller. I think that they are really starting to gel. And maybe some of that was on Lawrence. Maybe Lawrence needed to learn how Press did things. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard some rumblings. Well, you know, Press and Doug are one of the same, you know, so it's not I don't see much different. You're a liar. Yes, there was a difference. It's just that they're getting better. Okay. Yeah. Don't there are some people that you know might work for the team on Sundays that have maybe made a comment on their radio show. Hey, I didn't see a difference between Press and Doug. Yeah, yes, there was. Okay, <laughs> don't even try to lie. Right. But point is, they're playing together. They're playing with you know continuity. You see you know guys stepping up, making plays, and that's what it's all about. So regardless, now granted, I'm not gonna lie. If we had lost the captain checkdown and the New Orleans Saints, yeah, uh, you know, captain checkdown, Derek Carr, because uh, that's all he does. But they were really pressing there early, and I feel like what you what you've seen outside of the Houston game, which when we talk with get to the Steelers, we'll focus more or we'll we'll bring up the Houston game again. Um, we've really just you know against the Chiefs, the Chiefs really didn't beat us. Yeah, kind of beat ourselves. Yeah. I, I and think when the, between the Saints got back into the game, it's because we let them back into the game. They didn't really take it over. The 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 common thing that I see, you know, the 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 Texans was just a a, a terrible game, you know, mm-hmm. played. But the difference from what I'm seeing now uh, versus or what we're seeing now versus the Chiefs is that the team is actually starting off, and they're starting off hot. They're starting off in. Uh, the script, as we quote unquote say, you know, the, the script right now is, is and they're sticking to it and it's working. It's heavy ECN, you know, because you have to respect him right now. So you got to, you know, respect, you know, some of the runs and some of the things you're able to do that they're able to do on first down. They're getting in very manageable, manageable second and third downs to continue the drives. The thing the drives aren't stalling. And if the drives are stalling, you know, we've got a kicker right now. Um, that can hit it, you know, at, at least from from our forty, you know, if we're if we're putting it, you know, going going into the to the uh, uh, to the end zone. So I, I think, you know, with them starting fast and them, them starting, you know, fast, that that's one of the things that we want to see. Things they got to keep doing. If I can, you know, the thing to critique that that's just upsetting to me is that the drive killers like the the turnovers, uh, you know, the sloppy turnovers, the things that shouldn't be happening, you know, in week six. 
Um, you know, like last week against the Saints, um, I think it was, was it Christian Kirk that he caught the ball and then he was like, he tried to get up and run again, but the ball ended up slipping out. So, yeah. you know, you've got that, that, that kind of stuff. Like if you're going to get up and make the move, you got to make sure the ball and, and protect the ball there is going to be number one. Um, the special teams turnover, I think that was a dirty play by the Saints. Somebody blocking him into it. Agnew, you got to call fair catch on that. You got to be smarter than that. You know, those two things like that. And again, those that are guy, very. That guy was fresh off the practice squad, though. He was yeah. fresh off the practice squad. That, so. Very ticky tacky, right? Very, yeah. very ticky tacky. But uh, I'm just saying, you know, I, I love the way that they're moving. I love the way the defense is playing, too, man. The defense is playing lights out. Um, you know, they're, they're doing a really good job there on the, uh, on the defensive side of the ball. And I, I'm just, you know, right now, I literally, my complaints are very minuscule as far as, you know, what the Jaguars are doing right now. Again, we're on a four game win streak. They're scoring, they're getting takeaways. They're fun to watch and let's just keep the ball rolling, you know? Yeah. And when you think about the how they're how they're going and as we progress week to week heading into this last, you know, game before the bye against the Steelers, you know, we're we're gonna be running into a team that's kind of on a similar path yeah. that we are. Um and when I mean similar, meaning they got blasted by the Texans too, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Thirty to seven. I so, think the Saints did too. Yeah. So yeah, I think the like, Saints beat it got beat too. Yeah, so it's like good night. But with both teams, you know, a head-on-head collision, both have obviously winning records. Both have won their last couple of ball games. I think they've got two. Like they won two in a row. We've won four. That's the thing, you know. Get healthy, and uh, we've had a, you know an extended day, you know, extended week, you know, with the game on Thursday, and try to see if you can go up to Pittsburgh and and get a W. It's not going to be easy because they're not, you know, Pittsburgh. You know, I've always said. Over the longevity of the last 20 years, they're probably the most well-coached team in the mm-hmm. whole league. Not currently. There's probably there's obviously better coaches to me than Tomlin, but as far as just what? over the longevity. Wait, wait, wait. Back that year. up. Back that up right there. Wait, wait, wait. I, co- I got, you got to stop. You got to stop right there. So you, they're better coaches in, in a sense of what? Like this year for this season. Over the, long, over the long stretch, no. He's the better coach, you know, outside of like Belichick. But I'm talking about this season. There are better coaches. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. I had, yeah. I had no, to no, check no, you there. No, 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 no. Don't, <laughs> even, try I, don't I, even try it. Don't even try it. I wasn't, wasn't going to say that. No. Common is an excellent coach. There are. Uh, there's a very short list of coaches that are better than him. Yeah. Um, but I'm saying as far as over the long haul, for what he's had to deal with, you know, like he's basically – Won a Super Bowl and has had winning records ever since. Mm-hmm. And although he hasn't, you know, won another Super Bowl, he still has put his team in contention for playoffs or winning record just about every season, maybe except for one. If you know, I, I don't know. You know, I think last year was like the first one that was in question. I don't remember the exact record. Point is, they're going to be ready to play. There's not going to mm-hmm. be a letdown. They're, we're not going to sneak up on them. We're not the, you know, we're, we're going to have our our uh, target on our heads. You know, also look, we. Power ranking, power index, you know, however, whatever you want to say. What are we, five in some polls, four in some polls? I think I saw one Sunday night, you know, pro football talk, three. Yeah. When, when have we been three in a power poll? Three in a three in a power poll, and then, like, you know, depending d- depending on how you take him, Stephen A. 
you know, he's probably one of the most watched uh, personalities on ESPN. If we make his A-list, we're number five on the A-list, you know, regardless of what you say about him, the, the publicity that the Jags are getting right now is it, it's great. And I, I love that we are on, you know, uh, where, where all these things are happening as far as like the power indexes and power poles and those things like that. But I think the thing, too, that the team, you know, they're not really buying into it. It's just our biggest game is our next game and, and kind of, you know, kind of keeping that mentality. But, yeah, dude, it's 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 great. It's great seeing them up there um, in, in the rankings. But still, the narrative has remained the same about how the teams have lost and the Jags just didn't flat out win. It's like, why did the why did the, the Saints lose to the Jaguars? It wasn't. The Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence on a bum knee came out and, you know, took care of business. The offense, uh, offensive line didn't give up a sack. Um, you know, his supporting cast kind of, you know, was supporting him and moving him down the line and those things like that. Not talking about the amount of rushing yards that he had, uh, you know, on a, a, a hurt knee or anything like that. It's what did New Orleans do to lose the game against the Jaguars? You know, they'll talk about the slow start. Let's talk about the checkdowns with uh, Derek Carr to Kamara. Uh, they'll talk about... Uh, Foster Monroe dropping the uh, the the touchdown, uh, the wide open, the go ahead score to tie it up. You know those things like that. But it won't be the bend not break mentality of the defense. It won't be you know the coaching job of Doug Peterson. It won't be the coaching job of Mike Caldwell. You know those things like that. It's all about what they do. So until the narrative changes of like Jacksonville went in and laid the smack down on a team, you know those things like that. Then I think they still got a lot of respect to continue to try to earn. And we will, after the bye week, we will get the opportunity to earn that respect with that schedule. If we're able to come out of that, you know, kind of that tough part of our schedule uh, with a, at least a winning record, I would love to come out of it perfect. But if we can come out of it at least with a winning record, I think we will, like, we should have earned the respect of everyone mm-hmm. and, you know, be up there with the, you know, elite team. Yeah, I mean, you, you think about it, man, like coming out of the bye, you know, uh, coming coming out of the bye and not looking ahead, like, you know, game-wise, but this is just literally just schedule-wise and for the talking point that we're, we're at right now. You got the Niners, um, with there's some talk with that being, you know, flex Sunday night football. I don't know when they're going to announce that, but a lot of the gen, gen uh, you know, the a lot of the general population thinks that that's going to get flexed. I don't know what the rules are to that or whatever, but, you know, you still got the Niners, um, you know, Jets I, I, and the Raiders on Sunday night that week. We better beat them out. But I think there's another game that week too that's very competitive. So I bet right. you they'll just probably base it off total record of both teams. And and honestly, I'd rather have the Niners on a West Coast traveling and play them at one o'clock than yeah. giving them time to you know to acclimate. But that's just agree with that. that's just me. So uh, you know, you got the Niners coming out. You 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 got to go to Houston again. You got to respect them because they have shown that they've been a formidable uh, opponent. Uh, you got the Browns. Um, you know you're gonna have the Ravens as well. Um, so you know you got some 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 key matchups coming up uh, that could really kind of uh, you know help us set the record straight and and, and set that narrative going in. Um, you know to the to the latter end of the season. But I think right now with that bye week and with us uh, with the bye week where it is right now, um, I think that couldn't have come at a better time because um, this team has been traveling. They've been you know London. They've been um, back home and then to New Orleans and all this other, all these things and really haven't let that dictate their, their winning. You know, you're dealing with a Buffalo team right now who they said they were jet lag, 
you know, from from playing over oh, playing man. the Jags in London and, and oh. things like that. And so the Jags, you know, go to London for two weeks. They come home against Indy, different time zone. Then they got to go to another time zone in New Orleans. They're just buckling up and showing up and playing, man. So, I mean, you know, right now it's it's just a it's it's a great time. And I think that this matchup right now, uh, you know, going into the Steelers on uh, on Sunday is probably going to be at least their toughest game, you know, uh, from a mental and a physical standpoint as well. Real quick, before we get into the Steelers game, let's touch, let's, let's step back for a second. All these, you know, trade rumors, uh, uh, things that, you know, pieces and, you know, picks. And I think I saw a post out there somewhere on X. It feels weird saying that. <laughs> um, that, you know, we should be giving up, like, the farm, like Trayvon Walker and ETN and a first-rounder for Danielle Hunter. Like, no, um, we wouldn't do that. And there's some other guys that are on the block. Burns, but I don't know. Carolina wants to keep him. Um, there, there's someone else that's on the block, too. I can't think of the, the, the name at the moment. Uh, but what, what do you think about us making a deal? You know, we definitely could obviously use the pass rush. We definitely could use another offensive lineman. Um, there's just things out there that, you know, you just never know how the NFL trade market's going to work. Yeah. So what, what, what would you do if you had to choose I, I one think- or the other? The the ver- you you can't you can't okay so Daniel Hunter like again is an absolute monster, and one of the things that the I, I think it's good that the Jags are in the conversation right now because drafting a pass rush has been where we've been we've missed. Uh, I mean we we missed on Caleb Vaughn. Um, you know, I, and my, the verdict is still out on if we are on on Trayvon Walker right now. A lot of people are saying that he's you know, not playing his natural position, you know, those things like that, you know, whatever. He was drafted as a pass rusher. And again, Trayvon cannot help where he was drafted. He did the things that he needed to do to get to put himself in the best position. He cannot help that he was drafted, number one, to play a position that he did not play in college football. Hey, look, I'm forgiven for Press Taylor. Balky, no way. Okay, (laughs) He's still a punk in my eyes. (laughs) So... (laughs) So the you know, and from what I'm under and what I'm putting together as well, the Jags were the front runners to land Daniel Hunter uh, earlier this year within training camp. They couldn't get the deal done. They couldn't. There was some hang up over, uh, you know, either compensation, you know, for him. Uh, and now since Daniel is having a, a pretty good season, and you know he was able to get the contract worked out with Minnesota, I think that one is. I think that one's sunken in the water. I think where they can really try and make up. Uh, and really try to, you know, be competitive and make a move, you know, for, uh, you know, for the team and what's going to help somebody, you know, uh, instantly right now is probably going to be either uh, Chase Young, I believe, you know, coming over from the Commanders. I think he he's a former, you know, first round. I think he went second round. I think, no, excuse me, second pick. But he's a former, like, high profile, uh, you know, guy that just hasn't worked out in Washington I know he had some injuries, um, you know, and then also, you know, he's ha- I think he's got like five sacks this year right now. So, uh, you know, that's that's been pretty good. And then um, uh, Use from the uh, from the Patriots, I think that that's going to be another uh, potential piece that could land as well. You know, even though I feel like, you know, making a trade with Belichick, you know, I, I think there's just still it still gives me the heebie-jeebies, uh, you know, about trading with the Patriots because they usually don't let. 
you know, their their top people go, but they're kind of going on a fire, fire sale right now. Um, JC Jackson, you know, they just got rid of him. Um, you know, so it could be one of the things where they're looking to, you know, kind of move a couple pieces and try to still build. But I think those two make the most sense for me based off of uh, the ability for, you know, maybe third, you know, second, third round picks, you know, those things like that. But I don't think that you I don't think that you get rid of, you know, Trayvon and, you know, the entire farm for for one player. Like, I mean, Daniel Hunter is good, but he's not worth trading you know, someone who we have the opportunity uh, to continue to grow and someone that we continue can, can still have, uh, you know, some productivity as well. Yeah, no, it's going to be such a, a tough decision and um, really to try to see what we can do as far as making, you know, making, making the team better. Uh, and I say we meaning the team, the front office, obviously not us, but the, I feel like they obviously have it identified, but then what are they going to do to fix it? Because they've been so slow. They've been feeding us this narrative about Calevon for I don't know how long. Okay? We don't need to work in the front office to understand. That's just not going to work out. We don't mm-hmm. wish anything ill will or bad on the guy. Yeah. We just know that's not going to work out. You know, Trayvon Walker, you know, I'd really like to know if you know, Kirby and them paid Balky to take him number one. I believe that over believing that he would be a, a Pro Bowl pass rusher. Okay, we something. Why did you do it? But oh well, he did it, and that's the cards we're dealt with. I will say that Trayvon is definitely a you know he does wreak havoc on the line of scrimmage in some plays. He does pose as a problem. It's mm-hmm. Just on third and long, he doesn't really pose as a problem. Right. Um. So a lot of things, screen game draws, you know, because he's a big, you know, strong, physical kid. They can really get it, you know, get it, you know, get off the ball. Yeah. Um, but hey, if they bring any one of those guys you mentioned, uh, looks like Hunter's out of, you know, might be, you know, out of the picture. But that'll be great because that's what we need on third down. Maybe we move Walker inside, mm-hmm. put our guy outside, you know, and, and, and get after the pass on third down. Yeah. Because we we could use, we're already leading. Imagine us with another pass rusher, and we already kind of lead the league in turnovers. Yeah. I mean, that would be, and this is where, you know, minus his comments about how he said he built this, he helped rebuild the city and rebuild the culture, uh, you know, here in Jacksonville. But I think this is like, this is where an Arden key or like someone that we can just really just, you know, send, send the, send the house after somebody, um, you know, on third down. I think with, you know, if you can have like either, even, even, you know, Montez Sweat, like if you can have Sweat, uh, or Chase Young, a la uh, Trayvon Walker and then Josh Allen on like a third and long situation with the way the defense and the linebackers have been playing. Super scary situation right there for you. I mean, that's that's what you want. Um, But I think also, man, I I think the defensive line, uh, you know, from from where we've been playing for for, you know, at least run protection and those things like that. The defensive line has been has been good. I think with the addition with Smoot coming back, um, you know, Devon Hamilton. Right. Hamilton will be coming back soon as well. But I think even with the addition of Smoot over the last couple of weeks coming back into the game or coming back into the team, man, has kind of lit them and been a spark plug for the for the for the defensive line. Um, I, I think that, you know, just just them and then also the way the linebackers have been playing. 
I think Devin Lloyd, if he can go ahead and get that cast off his hand, you know, he would have had a couple picks by now. Foyer, you know, he's doing his thing, um, you know, in the in uh, in the middle linebacker spot as well. And then um, <coughs> the corners and the safeties, man, like everybody's been playing great on defense. So if we can add one more spark plug piece on third down, whew, man, that would be that would be insane. Yeah. And Devin Lloyd, man, he's been playing out of his mind. You know, last year there were some, you know, definitely bumps in in the road. And, you know, those are those are learning curves. It seems like it, he is like just elevated his game to a whole nother level that, you know, him and Alua Khan are really in sync to as far as like they're they're just the way they play things, what they see, you know, definitely in coverages as far as, you know, who's going to do what. Because uh, remember, it gets really funky for them when when backs and tight ends go in motion, mm-hmm. especially if they're on the same side of the stinking ball. Yeah. So you know they have to communicate and work together, and that is working great so far. And to to jump back really quick to the trade rumors, they're saying that it's only going to take a second or a third round pick to get one of these guys. They better not give up a first round pick. I mean, okay. but we don't have to. I'm just saying they they're saying it's either going to take a, a second or a third round to go get. Someone that has proven. I'm in the Me. camp of we can't draft one. We can't draft one. So, and historically we can't do it. We hit on we hit on Ngakwe. Like okay, that was one in a million. We hit on Ngakwe in the third round as well. So if we can get a proven pass rusher or something like or, or someone like that right now, since we can't draft one, go pay go go give up the future picks for someone right now. Since we can't do it, what's the difference? We clearly can't draft one, so just just go get them. Yeah, yeah. No, the the it just we we have we have options. So I'm glad that we're in this position, and I'm glad that we you know have the opportunity to even talk about this. You know, it's yeah. just you know usually by this time, this, you know, in years past, we've been ready to pack it in, but uh, it's mm-hmm. just exciting to talk about. But hey, we got a game on Sunday, the Steelers. Uh, up there, one o'clock. Mm. It's gonna be yeah. this. Uh, this gonna be exciting. I, I get hyped up for these because this gives me that old AFC Central rivalry that we just you know just somehow started with Pittsburgh, and you know a lot of people think that. I, well, I know that Tennessee obviously is our rival because of uh, you know everything that happened and how we got beat by them in, in, in three three games. But man, I, I think Pittsburgh. This one is one that kind of just gets me fired up a little bit more, man. I think this one, the, like every time we play the Steelers, you know, I, I get I get super hyped about this. I like this one a lot, and then especially since the last time, the last two times we went up there in seventeen, you know, we beat them, uh, and then we beat them two times, uh, you know. Also, you know, back in the day, I think it was in what ninety, uh, no, it was like in two thousand, uh, I believe we beat them twice up there. Also, so I, I love these games, man. Like playing the Steelers. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, on Sunday, 1 o'clock, man, you know, this is just going to be a smash-mouth football game. Definitely. And, and, and I love the fact that, you know, every, you know, national media, you know, old, you know, NFC or, excuse me, AFC North, you know, tough, you know, gridiron football and, and you know, all, you know the Ravens, the Steelers and, and all this other stuff. We, we've been, Jaguars down here, we've been beating up on them pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last several years, so that, that you can take that narrative and throw it out the window. What do but, you think? They, what do you think they have to do at least from an offensive perspective on Sunday? Uh, 
to, to, to just really just, you know, just cement this and stamp this as a, as a victory. All right. Rule number one. T.J. Watt. Push him, kick him, hold him, <laughs> trip him. I don't care what you do. Keep him away from Trevor Lawrence. Keep him away. I don't care what God. you do. Dude, he's so you good. Double. If you got to chip him. I mean, if there's something that we could do, somebody's got bad breath that day. I don't know if Cam Robinson or, or anybody got bad breath. Like, just breathe in his face. Do something. <laughs> but keep, keep him away from Trevor Lawrence. Because if he gets going, it's going to be a very bad day. Okay? He, he's he's a pro bowler for a reason. He's an exceptional uh, pass rusher. And he's not only, you know, this year I think he's got a pick. I think he's run some fumbles back. Like, he's doing it all. Yeah. So he's basically winning games by himself in the he, fourth quarter. For he the got Steelers. a pick last week against the Rams, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> like keep him away from Trevor and keep him away from the ball. How they're gonna be able to you know, I, I don't know if, I don't think Tyson uh I don't think Tyson Campbell uh you know is is back. I don't think he's playing. Uh, I think he's still nursing uh, you know, that hamstring injury that he has right now. Um, so it is going to be up to, you know, Monteric Brown. We're going to need another, you know, great, uh, you know, defensive performance as well to, to go along with, um, you know, with Darius uh, and, and making sure that, you know, whoever's guarding Pickens, you know, we got to make sure that you're staying on top of him. Uh, and then uh, what's the other uh, receiver's name that they have? What's his name? Deontay uh, Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deont- yeah, he's been he's been coming along, too, over the last two games as well. So. You know, just making sure that, you know, we can continue to contain those guys, uh, making sure that we can, uh, you know, put Kenny Pickett in a position to where we can throw it. The ball is going to be there for turnovers on on uh, on Sunday for sure. So I think if we can eliminate the run, make them one dimensional, make them have to try to beat us with Pickens uh, and make Pickett actually throw it. You know, I think it'll be favorable in our defense to really put them in that position to make them one one dimensional and really just, you know, uh, hopefully we can feast on, uh, you know, some picks. Uh, on, on Sunday, but I think that you know also too one of the stats that I saw is that you know Pittsburgh I think they're four and zero when they score like either twenty one or twenty four points. So we gotta we 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 gotta stay on top of them. Defense has got to get off on third down and offense. You know we can't have the 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 drives that stall. And most importantly, the thing that I've seen over the last two games with the Jags is letting off on the gas. Like, we have got to keep the pedal to the metal. We have to start fast. We have to end fast. We have to go into the bye week full steam ahead. I mean, going in at the bye week, you know, six and two sounds, uh, you know, uh, sounds great. So, yeah, I think that's what they need to go ahead and uh, do and take care of business on Sunday, hopefully. All right, man. Well, that, that's a great, that's a great, uh, you know, part to, you know, Go ahead and wrap up here. I think that they definitely have the shot, the opportunity. You know, the spread's only one and a half. Um, I wouldn't bet on this game, but I'm too close. Obviously, yeah, it's too close. But I'll definitely, you know, uh, root on for for the Jags, and you know, hopefully we can get this W before the bye week and get some much much needed rest. Uh, stop T.J. Watt, and a lot of things open up for us, and we can definitely do some things uh, on offense. Um, But, hey, before we let you guys go, uh, please remember to shoot us a review, uh, you know, interact with us on on X. Uh, JK3 always does a tremendous job 
and uh, you know we love the, the, the interactions and you know uh, and it's not even like questions just tell us your opinion tell us your thoughts you know we're all we're all you know just talking about our favorite team so let's you know continue this uh, positive train that we got going as fans and, and get this thing going but um, that's all I got here today uh, JK3 unless you have any last thoughts I'm good man I hope I uh, hope for a good game on uh, on Sunday and go Jags all right. Well, again, this is uh, Down by the Bank brought to you by the Blue Wire Network. And uh, we hope to uh, get a win on Sunday and we'll catch up with you guys soon. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.